an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors, that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod. Or text Wondery Pod to 500, 500 Now entering Nerdist.com. That was loud? That worked. How was the echo? Sounds great with the tweaked audio earbuds. <laughs> Matt's rocking the tweaked audio earbuds, uh, available for a discount. Tweakedaudio.com slash nerdist. They, actually, I got mine. I got the green ones, and uh, I was, uh, I've been using them all weekend. And then, of course, the one time I, I put in my Apple headphones to make a phone call, because the Apple ones have the yeah. microphone on it. I took a picture of myself, like, the moment I f- turned in the first draft of my book, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was... Oh, and you are. Which was a very emotional moment. <laughs> and uh, and then a bunch of people were like, you're not wearing tweaked audio. I'm like, uh, oh, because man. I made a, I called my manager to tell him, like, yeah, and then yeah. I took a picture. Um, but, uh, yes, I have been rocking the, uh, the tweaked audio earbuds. So you took a picture of yourself when you got all the printed out uh, typewriter transcripts and then delivered it to your... Uh, uh, yes, you know, I put it in the box where you get yeah. a ream of paper. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then on the way, there was a storm, and it blew all the pages oh, away, no. and it's lost forever. I have to write it again. Now they say that one sheet is on every car of the train that Chris was traveling on on the way to the printing press. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 part of the, uh, it's part of the ARG of the book, is that uh, the, pages are, the pages have blown across the country, yeah, and you have to find them. Now it's up to you, fair listeners, to find them. <laughs> where, in the, where in the world is Chris's... Book. book yeah no it's crazy i went i went and had the i went to new york and had the meetings with the publisher and like you know like the all, all the all the executive people there and and but then when the editor had i knew i knew it was a lot of you know I mean, it's like 200 pages probably but uh but to see him she had the manuscript printed out on her desk and i was like what is that That's like awesome. it's so weird to see it. i took a picture of, <laughs> i'm such a dork i took a picture of it and then held up a few fingers to the to, to see how <laughs> yeah, yeah. how it's tall it stacked yeah yeah uh, smell your fingers afterwards i smell my fingers afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my fingers like smell like nerd's way the rush shatter has Dreyfus get into frame so we can <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i need something perfect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're really funny you 
it's like you read a bunch of old books and then uh, you go around and have people smell your finger and then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude have been reading nice <laughs> Baudelaire yeah. mm-hmm. don't believe me smell my finger smell my finger that's first edition <laughs> <laughs> Smell the binding. <laughs> Smell the binding. How are you guys doing this week? I haven't seen you because I've been out of town. I did the I was in San Francisco and then when I went was to New York. When was the last time we saw each other? Uh, I don't know. It's been like a week and a half. It's a week and a half. Probably yeah. too long. It's been too long. Yeah. Been busy. Been busy on web soup. Yeah. Healing. Uh, I watched a movie called I Saw the Devil, a South Korean revenge flick. Yep. Uh, it's fucking incredible. It's uh, it's from the same guy who did. Uh, uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Weird, which okay. was a Western from South Korea that came out last year, the year before or so. Uh, but it's horribly gory and tense and scary and exciting. And it's a, I recommend if anyone can find it. Is it Netflixable? No, it's still, it's like, a, I went well, to see it at... Uh, too much work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you miss seeing things on a screen bigger than your fucking laptop... It's streaming at the new art. Like, yeah, it is, it is at the new art. It is uh, the new art. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's probably going to just be at little art houses and stuff like that. But uh, if you can find it, it's a fucking very... It's like a season of Dexter and uh, the movie Seven kind of wrapped up into one with uh, just, you know... It's funny because it's like this guy is just getting vengeance on this dude and just torturing him. And you kind of are, after a while, start feeling bad for the guy that deserves it. Uh, but then the, you, you also have these fantasies that come up in your own head where you're like, you know, like he has a, he has like a screwdriver in his hand and you're like, you know, if I had that screwdriver, I'd fucking poke it through his cheek. Really? I don't know if I would be thinking those things. You wouldn't think those yeah, things? You, you, don't, you don't go through that stuff? Do you, uh, you sound like uh, not, Frank Whalen's character in Something with Sharks. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a violent person, but I love violence. Okay. Yeah, okay. I am. I'm not one to ever be in a fight, but I, I'll be the first to go and watch it. So this is what we, we know you love violence and we know you love shitting. Yes, I love, love, <laughs> love shitting so much. So if I was to make a list. Here's the sad thing, the, the sad tale that you told before we started recording is that we're gearing up for the new season of Web Soup, which starts March 30th. And then uh, and you said, yeah, we're going to go shoot uh, an up top hand thing. And my yeah. hand is still fucked up and broken. So. Yeah, well, the hand is fine. The hand is able. Jonah's the up top hand if you've ever seen Web Soup. Yeah. Um, well, besides the fact that I got scars from uh, Deanna's cat all over my hand right now. Um, oh, you sure do. Yeah, yeah. He's a piece of shit most of the time. He wasn't night. trying to uh, scratch the bone to heal and to like to stimulate the. <laughs> well, the thing is, the hand is willing and able, Chris. It's just the, uh, the the arm near the elbow. I want to be able to extend as far as I would. And you probably also don't want the. Shock. I don't want the yeah the shock to it, which would just you know uh, keep it. So I'm gonna have to have a stunt arm oh. uh, for the up top hand, and uh, you know, I mean. It's a it's a goofy spinoff, but you know it won't be as heartwarming as or heart wrenching as the uh, the last. Uh, time. In episode three A, I noticed uh, that the up top hand did not have a mole next to the. Yeah, yeah, right there, right there next to the yeah, right the next middle. to the knuckle. Yeah. Why? When are you? When's your arm going to be better? I don't know. I don't know. I got to go to a uh, physical therapist and Me learn too. how to stretch it and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you've got you've got your back problems. Ridiculous. Listen to this old lady cast. I know. Yeah, I know. What's wrong with you, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Just working on my memoirs. (laughs) No, no, I... uh... Uh, like I've been having all sorts because I'm sitting on plane so much that I, I just I feel tweaked all the time. Like oh, uh, oh, oh my tweaked knee. audio. <laughs> I don't I don't feel no. That's the awesome tweaked uh, that is helping to support this podcast. I've been uh, sleeping like shit lately too. That's not helpful. No, it's not helpful. Um, Are you stressed? 
Maybe. Maybe it's the lingering stress about just like, get, you know, getting the web soup started up again. Just trying to remember the the groove we had, you know. It'll and come then, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, you'll I'll, get a, it'll be back like that. Yeah, and then also like you know like uh, the the pilot just finishing that up and just you know it's a huge undertaking. That. You know what's interesting about stress is that you will feel stress even if you're doing things that you value as positive. Yeah. So like just the idea that you are busy doing stuff, even when you're doing stuff that you love, it still occupies your mind and it's. I mean, like I you know I've. Yeah. I, I've been having a little bit of trouble sleeping too because yeah, you shoot like, awake, you're like, I got all that stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all good stuff, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. But then the thing is, though, when you're doing a bunch, of, if you're busy doing the stuff you like, the stuff that you don't like that you also have to do becomes even that much more worse. Like your busy errands. Like I had to like um, push off uh, and start a payment plan for some uh, IRS thing I owe, yeah. and like just the process of it was driving me crazy. You and Wesley Snipes, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You're gonna, you're gonna go to white collar prison. <laughs> It's going to be my white man's burden. <laughs> hey, Wesley Snipes needs uh, an up top hand. And, uh, that's true. <laughs> Here's, actually, this just reminds me of something that's really been bugging me. I've been noticing this a lot on Twitter. People saying, like, complaining about, like, it's like, oh, uh, you know, I missed this and this, or my phone's not working. And then they, uh, people are saying white. It's like, oh, white person problems, which I think is really condescending towards, like, saying that, like, it's like, white people are the only ones privileged enough to have these problems. <laughs> Why, we, we have the, I, I always do the first world problems. Yeah, tag. first world problems I think is okay. That's, you know, it's condescending towards like, you know, countries that might not be developed and have like as many people right. that have these problems. But when someone says white person problems, that's like, I think it's very racist. <laughs> and I don't think they realize how racist it is. It's like, oh, I had to go uh, fix my phone and then my computer broke. White people problems because, you know, white people are the only people that have these problems. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of bullshit whitey talk to me. Exactly. Exactly. I don't, another, I don't know. I don't know. Reason to hate I don't white know people. if it's possible to be racist against a majority group. There's 250 million <laughs> well, white it, people. It hurts when I sit down and I have to go for an MRI and they book me into a sit down MRI. Oh, really? Do you understand? No, Would so you rather they, be so shoved in the tube? I'd much rather be shoved. No, they're going to see how it, where it flares up. They need to see how it hurts. Yeah, I got to tell you, I, you know, when we did the Don't Load podcast, I was actually supposed to audition for House that day, which is something that I push for on Twitter. I, I, I don't, I don't, it's rare that I audition for stuff anymore because I hate the audition process. And so for me, it's just like, ah, am I really going to spend all the extra time to prepare for this and go shoot a thing that usually is, is not great? But in the case of something like House, of course I would. So I did. I you know I prepared for it, and then we had the Donal Logue podcast, and he was so awesome that I just I let it go over, and I just I just missed. Thank God. I, I, oh wow! I Thank missed, God we saved Terriers. I, I missed the house. Mm-hmm. Pro- we tried. We did our best. <laughs> yeah. Still a good show. Always be remembered as a great show. Uh, and uh, and so I blew up the house audition, and the, and the episode that I auditioned for aired the other night, and I had fr- and the and when it came on. I'd, I said I was saying to Janet like this is a repeat. I've seen this. She was like, no, 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 it says it's new. And then I realized it's a repeat in my head because I I read the sides. Yeah, it but was there a good is there, it was a great episode. It was the one where the guy um, he uh, he gets this he gets some sort of a virus or a disease or something because he works around crime. what I know it's right. It's not lupus though. <laughs> yeah, I, spoiler alert: not lupus. And uh, so, they sh- so they shove it, he he works on crime scene cleanups and stuff, and so they shove him in an MRI. And I had remembered that was one of the things to bring it back to your MRI story was that in the in the audition page it said must be comfortable being shoved into an MRI, <laughs> and I don't know if I would be. So you you know. I've had them. I don't mind them. They're been. relaxing. So the sit-down MRI was not so good for your back. I don't know. It's today. It's later at one thirty. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
Um, Matt is actually just sitting on his knee right now. Kneeling. Can't, can't yeah. sit down. Is it is it a bulging disc problem? He thinks that. We don't know. Bulging disc seems like like a thing that would be in a 1920s. You know, you've got bulging disc syndrome. <laughs> and everyone goes, oh, we know what he's talking about. <laughs> Boners are killing your back. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry, Matthew. Well, yes, hopefully, then uh, you're gonna you're gonna make the trek because we're going to South by Southwest and we're gonna do a podcast there. And yeah. Hopefully, you'll be able to ride. I them. might get kicked off the plane by an air marshal after I freak out from the pain. Oh, really? Oh, it's killer. We'll just go on the plane last, and then it's Southwest. Oh, that's right. Cattle call. Yeah, but with Southwest, the second you can check in, you check in. So you yeah. can get in the A group. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep, yep and yep. get try to get in the exit row. How much... How can you... Rockstar first class. 24 hours? Yeah, or 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah. Oh, shit. So then after this, I should go and check you in. You should go check in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, update on Matt Myra doing stand-up. Let's talk to- about Matt Myra doing stand-up. Uh, Jonah, because I talked to Matt Myra after he did stand-up the next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, how did you, how did it go? Matthew, you said... I said it went uh, fantastically. And I said, great! Uh, can I hear the recording? I forgot to record it. Ah. I did. I fucking, I had, I said it, and I was like, oh, okay, just make sure this works. I forget a lot. I forget, I always mean to record my sets, and then I, uh, I get into a headspace where I just don't remember. Like Ron Popeil, you need to set it and, and forget, forget it. it. Yes, exactly. Set it and forget it. We need an app that just feels, uh, uh, like when your iPhone notices your heart start to race and your flop sweat start to, you know, uh, rise, uh, it's like, it's like, oh, he must be about to go on stage, and it will start recording. That's the, uh, desperationometer they're gonna put on there. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah. feel your desperation yeah, exactly. and need to be liked, and yeah. then, uh, it will automatically start recording exactly. anything that follows it's gonna, after It's that. gonna catch a lot of bad stand-up acts it's and a lot of death rattles. Tons of death rattles. Yeah. <laughs> it's all stand-up Death rattles. At yes, this point. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt did really well. It was a really awesome open mic. That's uh, in downtown Los Angeles. Oh, that one. Oh, I thought you were talking about the meltdown show. Oh no, yeah, you also did the meltdown show. <laughs> didn't we record since then though? No, we didn't. That was last week. No. Yeah, Matt, Matt did really well at the meltdown show. But he also we went. I like we. we I took him to an open mic. Yeah. Uh, in downtown, it was called Big Trouble in Little Tokyo. Genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's by this guy, the guy that writes on the Comedy Bureau. Uh, but he, uh, it's in the back of Senior Fish in Little Tokyo. It's okay. A great little open mic, and Matt went up. He he would get there. I we go there oh, with the yeah. intention of, you know, having Matt go up. I go all right. It's like. I know the guy. I'll talk to him. Like you know, it's okay that we miss sign He's like ups. His big brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to help him out. And uh, he was upset because we didn't go to the Bruco. And I like, wanted to go to Bruco. That's all I really wanted. You to know, do. Bruco's not going anywhere. You can still go to Bruco. I know. Yeah, that's what I told I him. I, and I, and I said, I always work till midnight on Tuesdays. That's why I was excited. That has nothing to do with the fact that there was uh, like another Here's open mic deal. this much closer. You really wanted to go to this other show. That's why we went down. No, I said it'd be good for you to also hang out at this uh-huh. other show, the Downtown uh-huh. Independent Show. You know, Dave Ross's show. Yep. Which is a great show, free show. Um, but like, so we take him. I take him down there. and He's like, I'm not gonna go. Home. What? Yeah, yeah. Why? I didn't like the room. It's not your choice. I was like, I want to watch. He's like, this, this is a bad open mic. I was like, no, Matt, it's an open mic. It's not your choice. I just wanted to see it. I don't give a fuck. You need to go up. You, you know, you need to. You need to. The, the muscle that you need to be able to exercise is. Going up when you don't feel like going up because yeah. you're not you don't always get a choice. And he I did. did. You did go up. He yeah, did. Yeah. So here's oh, the thing. Like good. it's like I oh I was getting I was getting yeah, up. I know. I, I was angry. I was like I was like I told the guy you 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 could like push you up anytime. Yeah, like you know I'm swinging my fucking dick around 
Like, and I hate, I hate doing that. I hate being like, uh, I hate being like, it's like, hey, can you drop my friend in? Yeah, like, oh, do you want to go up? If you'd stop swinging your dick around, that's socially unacceptable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit a thing. I wouldn't hit a thing. Uh, I would hit my upper thighs. Um, if I was lucky. Um, but I, uh, you know, I was like, you know, I, I, I rarely ever like, you know, drop, I'm just like, hey, put my friend on, okay? And like, uh, he's like, do you want to go up? No, I'm all right. This yeah. is this is an open mic. I I'm too nervous. Says <laughs> so the guy that's been doing, that did it on TV. But then so I sat at the bar and awaited uh, Matt to go on, and he did great. He went up at the end. Dude, this is good news. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we walked over to another show. Watched uh, Mr. Todd Glass wasn't on it. That's no, why we yeah. went. But um, but yeah, went and like uh, I I want Matt to. And then I asked him if he went this week. To what? To any open mics? No, I worked till midnight. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do for you, though. Here's what we're gonna do for you. I've worked till midnight the last seven shifts I've had. Oh. Three to midnight. What, 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 what we're going to do is um, uh, when, we can, when, we, when we pull you out of fruit computer land, mm. we're going to uh, – right now there's a, you know, there's a Sunday night show at, at Meltdown um, since we, we started we – started, by the way, we started booking a ton of Meltdown shows. Like people are coming out of the woodwork and yeah, we're, we're, we're booking like, like some, some shows that like – Really good shows. Jimmy Dore is doing Pop and Politics on April 2nd. Yeah. We're doing Black Dynamite. This kid named Adam Warrock who does great uh, like nerd hip-hop is coming the week after Black Dynamite. And, uh, Brett Weinbach's going to do – Brett Weinbach's going to do a thing. Dance uh, party. Rob Schrab's going to do a thing. Rob Schrab's going to do a thing. Ed Salazar's doing that nerd speed dating thing. I've been talking to Ben Folds. He might, he might do it in yeah, April. Yeah. Um, no, there's, it's becoming – it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to be awesome. So, so I'm, I'm very excited about this, but um, this uh, – this, this sort of a writer's uh, uh, workshop place called 826 is doing mm-hmm. a series of writing workshop talks on Sundays. It's in a cohesion with uh, McSweeney's. Runs yes, it. yes, yeah. yes. And uh, and the, and Ben Acker and Ben Blacker are, are running it, uh, who do Thrilling Adventure Hour. Yeah. And I think that runs through April. But but in May, mm. what I want to do with you, Matt Myra, is I want to start an open mic at Meltdown on yeah. Sunday nights. And you have to run it. You have to host it. And you have to run it. It will be the best fucking training you I, could I'll ever Never. You know what? Sometimes it's going to suck and you're not going to want to do it. And that's exactly the kind of shit you have to do when you start doing stand-up. You've got to do it. Yeah. I'll do it. Every Sunday. You have to go. You have to deal with comics. Some of them weird. Some of them whiny. Watching watching bad comics. You you get up. I mean, and and they're not – it's not like they're all bad. There's just some people are new. You know, like you get a couple crazies at the open mics. But but the point is – you know, like you constantly being on your toes, constantly having to focus your attention. This is going to be your like paint the fence, wax on, wax off shit, and and you will d- just do it week in week, week in week out. What do we charge? Like twenty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We charge. We're going to charge for the open mic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because places- I would like to fail as a business person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, the open mic will be free, and uh, and we'll, come on we'll, down. We'll start doing that. I think in you know. May. I don't know. I don't have May. an exact date yet, but I think May, May. Sunday nights in May. There isn't anything else that I know of that goes on on Sunday nights. Sunday's in LA. already my day off, people. So, yeah, I think yeah. I think Sunday is like the only open mics are like a comedy store, right? And the potluck. Maybe yeah, yeah which yeah. is where you sign up one week and come back the next week. Yeah, remember when I, someone told me that I was in line? I was like. Ah oh, man, I hope we get up tonight. He's like, well, no, it's you, you're here in line to, for next week. I was like, oh fuck this. Yeah, no, the Bruco, the Bruco does it great. Like, there's yeah. a sign yeah. up at a certain time. It's like seven thirty, seven forty-five. People come, they write their name, put it in a hat. Vance yeah. and Vance Sanders and Robert Yesamore draw names, and there's you know there's a certain number of spots yeah, yeah, where you get, you get you get you get yeah. five minutes or three minute work in yeah. if you're a regular and. Uh, and, you know, if you don't get picked that week, then you don't get picked. But still, you know, like 30 or 40 people will get to go up. Yeah, they try yeah, to get yeah. everybody in. It's fun. They, they try to, yeah, they try to work everyone in. And I love it. I love how open mics become their own little communities. 
Oh, yeah. It's like for better or for worse, you're seeing these people that you might like, you might hate, but you see them every week and then... And, and you become and, familiar with them. You know, to to be a new person going into an open mic is such an interesting social dynamic because oh. it's very insular when you get there. Mm-hmm. There people, there's inside jokes that you don't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are very. Yeah. You would think in an open mic where people would, you know, you think like, oh, well, they're going to be accepting of everyone. They yeah. can be very closed off to new people. Yeah. That's what killed the UCLA when we when we did the comedy club at UCLA. No new people would come in because when they would, this little group we had was so. Would like scare people away. So, and, and that's really funny because I remember even when I when I started doing open mics around town, like every open mic said about every other open mic is like, oh, they're so clicky. Oh, the Bruco's so clicky. Oh, the Unurban is so clicky. And right. Like, well, no, every I guess the entire thing. They're all clicky because yeah. you know, like the whole thing about an open mic is people are getting stage time because it's difficult for them to get stage time elsewhere. Yeah. And so they get very territorial because they're like, no, no, this is our thing. Yeah, exactly. But Who are if these you, new guys. But but I'm telling you. If you ignore that shit and you just get up and you do your work, they will accept you. It's sort of like it's it's almost like a test where if you're if if you get scared off by what they are putting out, then it, you know. It, but if you if you go through that, it's just like it's just like uh, just keep looking straight ahead, Atreyu. Don't let, don't, <laughs> don't let the statues shoot you down with their laser yeah, eyes. Exactly. You know, like if exactly. you just if you just walk through, then you know yeah. within a couple of weeks they will accept you and you'll be you'll be part yeah. of the group. But don't don't let the uh Swamps of sadness. What are they called? Or <laughs> the, the horse? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the fucking horse's name? Well, the, uh, the horse's name was. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, here's, here's a bunch, a fucking bunch of kids listening to this go like yelling the horse's name. Yeah, at their fucking. And they're probably embarrassing themselves. By well, I remember, I remember Falcor, the flying shoe. Falcor is the the, the the luck dragon. Um, Atreyu, Valcor. Is it is it uh, Artex? Artex, yeah. yeah. Artex, no, no. Oh, I cried so hard when that happened. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. was a kid, that fucking tore me in half. Yeah, there was actually really funny. There was a uh, show that um, Matt Dwyer put on at the uh, in Eagle Rock, and so like uh, he said, uh, "Hey, uh, before the show, Al Madrigal is going to have a barbecue." And so um, everyone's getting ready for this barbecue before the show, but it rained that day, and Al's like, "Hey, my backyard is." Uh, it's really muddy. Uh, we have to do this. And everyone said, like, hey, bullshit. He's like, no, here's a picture of it. It was a picture of his backyard, but then he put in another picture of this, like, mudslide from South America. And then, um, and then like, Duncan Trussell, uh, like, like you know, this became an email chain. Duncan Trussell replied all saying, that's nothing. This is my... Uh, this is my 10th birthday and it's just like people stuck in mud like um, like dying from a mudslide and I said I said don't bring up any kind of mud guys it's like I remember when I lost Artex and that was just a picture (laughs) of Artex uh, sinking into the swamp now I don't mean to be gross because I was roughly the same age as the kids in the movie for Mm -hmm. um uh, for never ending story, but at the very end, oh, when he's when 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 Bastion is there with the with the queen, and then she's like, "Save our world!" Like I had all these fantasies of like, "Well, uh, why don't you save my boner?" Like I totally, <laughs> I totally thought I thought he had a chance. Yeah, because literally he was he was the god of that world. Yeah, yeah, he could he could create it. He may have. Yeah, yeah, he very exactly. well may have. We actually uh, on Super News, the cartoon I worked for, we had a uh, this thing about memes. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, and um, I remember the, one of the uh, the ends where it's like all the memes just kind of collapsed in on themselves, and just uh, all, all there was left was a, a little <laughs> thing, <laughs> and then it was just a speck, and it's just like you know, it's like wish for a meme, <laughs> think of an ironic phrase to put on it. You have to give me a name. Yeah, 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 exactly. Give me a meme. Give me a meme. I still never heard what his, I still could never understand what his mother's name was. He screams it out. Yeah, it's Eva. <laughs> no, yeah. 
<laughs> his mom didn't have a name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what he had. I didn't have a mom. That's <laughs> adopted. <laughs> My mom is an orphanage. Oh man. Uh, I started watching. Uh, I've, I've been sort of catching a few episodes here and there of Justified, but I really started watching it last night. It's a fucking great show. I want to actually. You know what's making me want to watch it is I've just been playing so much Undead Nightmare. Uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, like, and I'm pretty sure it's Timothy Oliphant doing the voice for. Probably. Yeah. And so just hearing him talk, I was like, "Fuck! I love this dude's voice. I want to watch Justified." I uh, I, I have to you know I I, I, I have to search this because I, I want I want to credit it. To the dude who wrote it, someone because yesterday, last night on Twitter, I wrote, I said something like, uh, "Oh my God, Justified is, mm-hmm. is is such a great show." That's a good country song too. I want to credit it to the dude <laughs> who posted it first on Facebook. <laughs> no, he posted it on Twitter, but it was such a. Uh, I mean, Twitter. <laughs> damn it! I can't. I can't find it. Yeah. I can't find it. But basically, a guy. Sent, a guy sent a tweet that said, "Yeah, you know his character on Justified. It's 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 like he's he's recapturing this, the Seth Bullock without the I smell shit look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Bullock always had that look of like, yeah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> you know, so that uh, it, it it is it is great to see him. It is great to see like contemporary Seth Bullock like kicking the shit out of people. Nice. Oh, um." Walking Dead season one is on DVD. Nice. Yes, uh, I got some copies for you fellas from our friends over at AMC. For me, or you're telling the podcast audience? No, no, for you guys, my friends, oh, okay, my okay. actual friends, not, 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 not these not assholes uh, listening at home. Uh, well, <laughs> it's my character. Uh, my character. Being an asshole me. with a smile on your face means you have charm. <laughs> um, Blu-ray, right? Blu-ray, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, Otherwise, I wouldn't just. It's great. I recommend. I mean, I think. I think it was a. I think it was a great series. It was shot beautifully. It charged very well. I, I think you didn't like it. I loved it. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely loved it. I, I was wincing because Matthew was trying to this sit down. And he's in so much pain. When we go to Austin and I have to sit down for an hour. What if we put you behind a podium and you just kind of play as our announcer? That'd be fine. We'll we'll stand you up. Yeah, yeah. Just get him a podium. Oh God, Matthew, I'm so sorry. It hurts so much. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So anyway, guys, continue. I'll just kneel. Stand up. Isn't that weird? No, who no, cares if you're standing up? It's just the three up. of us in a fucking yeah, room. Yeah, you're right, Matthew. You should really... Listen, your your comfort level no. should be compromised by... Just stand up. Yeah. We don't care. Why is Matt standing? It's, it's really weird, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's like it's, it's a power fucking move. It's I wish you would just sit down. <laughs> I wish you, did you just read 48 Laws of Power? Yes, yeah. I did. Law 47. No. Stand over people no. always. Uh, we also started. I also started watch. I watched the first three episodes of episodes last night. Oh, how is that? It's good. There's only one thing about the show that drives me fucking crazy. I think the show is great. I think Matt LeBlanc is is great on the show. And the it's not the, the comeback. It's the British. It's not the comeback. The British people are phenomenal. No, everyone on the show is phenomenal. Here's the nerdy thing that pisses me off. Whenever someone answers or hangs up an iPhone on the show, their Foley person has put in a beep that you would get on a uh, on a like a portable oh. handset from in your house, yeah. like a landline phone. So every time they go to answer an iPhone, you hear beep, and I was literally shouting like I Janet like there was a bit of a start. I was like. The iPhone does not make that noise when you hit it. That is a house phone that you're answering. 
That immediately took me out of it. Your Foley, your Foley person yeah. should be fucking fired until last week. You know, I, I hate it when, uh, like, on a show where someone will hang... They'll be on cell phones and someone will hang up on you. You hear... Dial tone! It's like, no, no, it's just this, a, You don't get a dial tone or the boop, boop, boop. No, you get, you get about phone. 10 seconds of, hello? Have these you, fucking Foley uh, people never used a goddamn cell phone before? That they don't know the sound that it makes? No, it's fucking well, ridiculous. They might not. Have you seen Foley people? <sighs> it's Have you seen Dave Foley people? <laughs> Dave Foley... You know, I, I think Dave Foley as a Foley artist would be great on Web Soup. Yes, that would be good. Uh, we should do that. We should ask him if he'll come on. Brad, Brad's plan on trying to get all of them on the uh, on the show this season. Oh, we. The, I, I can help with. Uh, I know Bruce and I know uh, Kevin. Yeah. Um, and kind of Scott. So we don't need him at the same time. No, we yeah. just like. We'll just do our collectibles. You know what we should do? We should do our collectibles, and then we'll just go to like a digital shelf where we each as we, we just collect them throughout yeah, the season. Exactly. When we make our uh, uh, second life house of yep. soup, and we just put it right there. Put the clip on a shelf. I love. I love. Bruce is so fucking funny. Uh, Bruce McCullough is so funny. Furman and I did. A, we did backing music for him at San Francisco Sketch Fest in two thousand five. Because he has he, he you know he put out a couple albums like, yeah shame based man and, which is great the, album. and the drunk baby project yes which is great and uh, and when I first met him he was like hello I'm Bruce I can help your career I'm a kid in the hall <laughs> <laughs> like I instantly love you uh, I instantly love you Bruce McCullough that's great so we'll, we'll try we'll, we'll get them all on for sure yeah yeah yeah. Uh, what else are you guys what, what, what else is going on with you this week John Ray um, well, I'm just leaving for Austin going to spend the weekend in Austin with uh, Deanna um, gonna gonna eat some barbecue and drink some beers barbecue uh, yeah yeah I'm looking forward to it I can it. eat barbecue um, not sitting down though a little bummed a little bummed I'm not gonna be there for the music portion I, I miss I miss that I miss that oh you know what's something that weird that happened to me this week uh, I got possessed by a demon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, both of us. We were in the uh, 50 states. Uh, oh, in the Huffington Post. Yeah, yeah. yeah someone yeah. sent me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also it was posted on the Nerdist site. Yes. Perry. Yeah, Perry put it up on the Nerdist site. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was kind of, it was bittersweet, though, because it's like I was uh, the person, the comedian for Hawaii, but my whole stance was like, well, who else would it, <laughs> could it be? It's a very negative attitude. Well, then I was looking through the comments section on the HuffPost article, and someone's... Uh, a someone, mistake. Uh, there was a Nerdist listener, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's saying, like, so don't get me wrong, I like Jonah Ray, uh, but um, he's right about how there would just be... They're like, this is, it's not that impressive because, uh, you know, this, there's no one in Hawaii comedy. Two years ago, you wouldn't have made that list, that's all I'm saying. Two years ago, you would not have made that list. That's true, that's so, true. So that is, a, that is a step up. And then it would have some, been Andy Bumatai. It could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got narrowly beat up by Conan O'Brien from Massachusetts. Narrowly, narrowly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or uh, Poi Poop, the guy who poops out Poi. Yes, that's yes. a comedy act. <laughs> I um, hate Poi so much. <laughs> we have a we have a listener um, uh, that lives in Poi Poo, uh, Kauai. Does every Hawaiian island have a Poi Poo? Uh, as far as I know, there's just Poi Poo Beach, uh, the town uh, in Kauai. Okay, yeah, which is a great, great body surfing spot. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, it's just really odd to me that like that's how far our reach goes. It's just, Kauai is a tiny island. I love Kauai. Yeah, it's great. I've been. I, I went there it's once. The Garden Isle. Years and years and years and years yeah. ago, we uh, we kayaked out to the waterfall from the opening scene of oh. Fantasy Island. Ah, yes, yes. Which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Which is also didn't they use that in the 1984 uh, King Kong? I don't know everything. <laughs> I was, I was so much, so much. Is that how you have to respond to a lot of people these days that like just think you're nerdy about everything? I know, it's like... 
just, I don't know everything. Like, I'll get emails from people asking how to beat certain levels on games <laughs> I've never heard of. Like, uh, duh, Yeah. Duh. Actually, I mean, like, that happens a lot where a lot of people just suppose that uh, they're like, oh, well, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. And they'll say some references. I was like, oh, no. I had never really watched Star Trek. I'm sorry. Like, I thought you were a nerd. And I was like, yeah, I was, uh, like, I watched movies and, I, like, I, you know, I watched horror movies and listened to punk rock. That's, like, my nerdy background, <laughs> you know? I'm trying to, you know, I, I still, I still try to keep up on that. I mean, I, I have, you know, I have that enhanced first season of Star Trek on my on my iPad, which I go back to when I travel a lot. Yeah. I also started watching uh, Dollhouse. Uh, I was revisiting Dollhouse episodes because I'm moderating a panel with Eliza Dushku that's right. at the uh, C2E2 in Chicago next week. But do you think uh, people during like the day, the, you, that's a weird thing that it's a weird thing that nerds do though? Is that they just kind of they're like, oh, you're nerdy in this way, you must be nerdy in every other way that I am. Yeah, and, and and I mean, truthfully, it's it's very hard to be nerdy about everything because there just isn't enough time in the day to work. Like you could, it's 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 very hard to you know to like to work at your job, yeah, and then and and read comic books and watch movies and yeah. you know like watch horror movies, watch sci-fi movies, and play video games yeah. all night and and like, no sports stats, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like you know there's there's enough time to sort of focus on on one thing, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, it's like uh, when it comes to it's like you know I read comic books, but I read the comic books I like and that I know of and yeah. that I and that I get into. I don't read all comic books. Right. I like it's like I play video games, but I just I'm really into. The video games I like, and a lot of people get mad at me when I say this, but I but fuck first person shooters, they make me dizzy. Yeah, I hate Modern Warfare, I hate Call of Duty, like, and those are the most, those are the biggest games in the world. Yet I could give a shit because like they fucking I get Red Dead doesn't bother you. No, it's third person. Like like my one of my favorite games of all time is Resident Evil Four for the Wii, the Wii edition. Yeah, and it's just great. I like seeing the guy. I like seeing what's around him. Like it's like that's why I never got into Doom. Doom made me sick as a kid. I never really liked first person shooters. I always loved. I always loved like RPGs like Final Fantasy and Wild Arms and really I didn't have never guess that because <laughs> they have more of the D and D element to them, which yeah, I fucking yeah. love. No, that's what I figured. I never got into RPGs. I just kind of found them. You know. Like yeah. in in the end, I'm a side scroller uh, purist kind of guy. Like you know, like um, in the end, in the end, when uh, I, if, if I could, in the end, I'm a side scroller purist. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll fucking I'll play my you know Super Mario Land for Super Nintendo. It's like it's like I can, I can just go back to that game and play it. I just I love it so much. I know a lot of our listeners were born when that came out, but but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. A lot of them aren't there. We have some we have some some older folks. Yeah, but, yeah. oh, we have like there's like I just I was looking through the iTunes comments. There's like a like a mother of four, like a house mom that's just uh, like listens to us. And that's just, awesome. Like, yeah, it's very, it's very nice. A diverse crowd. You want to answer some questions? Are these questions? Are these comments? Are they questions? Are they comments? Are they comments? I'm gonna remember it. It's a question. It's a comment. It's a question. It's a comment. It's a comment. Wait. It's a question. It's a comment. Wait, this is a <laughs> this is a fun one. I wanted to start off with this one. I hope I can find it. I hope I can find it. Uh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Well, first of all, we should talk about the uh, uh, Christopher Coleman contest. Oh, how's the, that going? The Boston BFF contest. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I'm going to post it on Nerdist. I'm going to. It will, it will be posted by the time this podcast goes up. But another guy. Remember a couple weeks ago, I read a comment from a guy who apologized for writing a negative review <laughs> yes, on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Well, he hooked he hooked up with this Chris Coleman kid. Chris Coleman is a guy. No, no, no. Oh, oh. Not in the face fucking sense. Um, was that your slide whistle? That's why I went back. I, br- I took that back. So Chris, so Chris Coleman is this kid who lives in San Diego. He bought four tickets to the to the Wilbur Show in Boston that I'm doing. Yeah. 
And, uh, which by the way, I think I can go ahead and announce that uh, Mike Furman is going to open the show oh, in Boston at the Wilbur nice. Theater. Mike Furman's going to do, uh, he's, Mike, Mike's set is awesome. He's going to open, he's going to open the show yeah, and then I'll do my thing good. and then, you know. You guys going to play some songs? Yeah, we might play a few songs. Is that how you're going to portray it on stage? Hey, maybe we, uh, cheer. Maybe Mike will come out and play a few songs. <laughs> well, we always do this, we always do this thing where, where we're like. Uh, so we're gonna do an encore at the end of the set. So we're gonna go yeah. off like we we tell we just tell everyone. What yeah, we're yeah. Do. I like that like that Henry Phillips thing where he likes it when you start oh when a, a musician starts playing a song and everyone recognizes it from oh yeah bars. yeah. <laughs> so he tells everyone to freak out. Yeah, they yeah, recognize yeah. The So song. when I start playing this next song, uh, just cheer like you know what it is. And you know what's awesome about that thing that Henry does is that it really does make the song more fun. <laughs> yeah. when you get everyone to Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, but this kid Chris Coleman bought four tickets to the Wilbur show and he. Has no friends in Boston, so he's doing a Be My BFF contest. Awesome. So he's ha- he has some rules for what you have to do to be his best friend. And if he likes you, he will he'll pick <laughs> he he'll pick you. three he'll pick three people to hang out with him, be his best friends, and you'll get tickets to the show. That's great. So I'll post that. Uh, that'll all be up on Nerdist uh, by the time. And um, and, and that, that guy who made the negative comment made an awesome video uh, of when we talked about the contest for the first time. He put in all these image, images oh, wow. uh, that followed, you know, like the three-minute conversation we had the first time. So <laughs> I, that, that will be up on Nerdist as well. Um, we have those, awesome fans. Those, uh, those, the BFF contest, they, they got to remember to take, uh, like, make a video out of it or make a picture thing, you know. Like, yeah. uh, make a little post about it and we can, that would be, that'd be neat to see. Uh, we'll, we, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll there take are, pictures. There are Twitter rumblings of a tweet up at Anna's Taqueria. There have been tons, yeah. yeah. No, no. So I know we have to sound check at some point early in the day, but I'll to- I'll totally be up for like doing an Anna's Taqueria run. There's, it's, all, it's like a mile and a half from the Wilbur, I yeah. think. Super canitas. Super canitas. Everyone will, be, everyone will be really into enjoying their burritos, literally. Literally. Literally enjoying their burritos. I'm not enjoying yes, burritos. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's changed, but it was cash only when I used to go there. So bring Good cash. point. Bring I, cash. I hate cash only, but it's yeah. good to know. Yep. All right, this is from Jacqueline Ronan. Hi, fellas, Matt, Chris, and Jonah. This is Jackie in Chicago, formerly of Boston. Hello, Jackie. Thanks for putting me first. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Uh, All right, so I'm right to you today for help. My best friend and fellow Nerdist listener, Allie, is going through a tough time. She left a good-paying, shitty job for a reasonable-paying, great job, but at the last minute, her employer backed out, leaving her jobless. Oh, shit. Allie's very talented and a wonderful person. Scratch that. A wonderful living entity. Why narrow it to just humans, she says. <laughs> and she is right. An animator by trade, comic book writer by hobby. She is just the coolest. It would really lift her spirits if you guys could give her a shout-out and some words of encouragement and advice on finding employment in these troubled times. Her website is 24, the number 24, crayons.com. Um, I'm not asking it to be read out loud on the podcast. just want to show you all how it works. Feel too free to go. too late. So it's too late. I read it on the podcast. I went to 24cranes.com, and Allie's work is adorable. Awesome. It is so charming, like to the point where it gave me this idea, like we should, we should reach out to people like Allie and say, hey, if you want to make a one-minute like commercial for Nerdist, whether it's the podcast or the Nerdist website overall or whatever. Or just Chris as a person. <laughs> no, you don't have to make a commercial for me as a person. <laughs> that would be awful. That would be so narcissistic. That would, would be that, that level of narcissism is it. even out of my grasp. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, if you want to make a one minute, what we'll do is I started the Nerdist TV YouTube account, so it's just Nerdist TV, and uh, you know we can just favorite all those. Like you can make a playlist, right? Oh, cool. We can we can favorite all those. Yeah, we got a couple already from that one kid. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, they're, they're, we have a couple people that are doing uh, like Heath Splosion did a really yeah, yeah. did a really cool That's one, and then 
Um, uh, but and then, and then this kid Daniel is is uh, the cartoon. The cartoon is yeah. making is animating some of our bits from yeah. the Kevin Smith show. Yeah. Great. So like people are sending us all sorts of awesome stuff. Oh, thanks thanks to that kid for making me look so thin. So <laughs> well, between me and Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Ali, your site Twenty Four Crayons is awesome. You're having a little bit of a rough time right now, but the important thing is, is that you're you're talented and you have to just keep. Making stuff and it will it will work for you like just like Matt's open mic thing you just yeah. have to fucking do it. And Ali, if you're desperate, the Apple Store is always hiring. And yeah. <laughs> what? Well, that's separate from the job you work at, right, yeah. Matthew? Not the same thing. Why? No, I don't know. So yeah, so if you're out there and you're looking for for someone who does uh, awesome, adorable animations, check out Ali's site at 24crayons.com. Yeah. Also, Ali, remember that like. Uh, we're not saying that once you start following your dream, it's going to start working out. It, there's, there's, I, I, I mean, this, these past 10 years of my life, I've, I've been mostly in destitute. I've, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten parking tickets I couldn't pay for, then boots on my car. And yeah, I've, like, I've had car, just I couldn't pay for anything. I remember uh-huh. scrounging around for change to get, uh, you know, uh, BRC burritos from uh, El Pollo Loco. Just, I was, you know, I was broke and I was, you know, like just horrible. Like I couldn't do anything and I was just like, I would save enough money sometimes because, you know, certain open mics you would need to have like three bucks to yep. buy a coffee. And um, it's, you know, it's it's not... It's nothing works out right away, but if you just kind of stay positive and work hard. But you know for a fact that you, it's not going to work out at all if you if you stay stuck in a, in a something that's crushing. Yeah, your exactly, soul. and that's a, it's it's a really unfortunate. I don't know what that, you mean? It's really unfortunate <laughs> that it happened with your job, uh, but like you know, it's uh, you know, it, it could turn out to be the best thing yeah, in the world exactly. for you if it opens another door later. Like yeah. you, the like stuff because stuff's starting to pay off for you now. It like can you imagine if you hadn't even tried to pursue it? And truthfully, mm-hmm. those first like five years, you were like fucking partying a lot too. Yeah, yeah, no, so, it's like, pretty much all I was doing. It's not like it's not like you were actively pursuing everything in the first few years. Like you were no, fucking no. tearing I was, shit up. Yeah, I was still I was still growing up. I was you know I, I was still a kid. Yeah. Um, and. And yeah, like you know, I, what really what happened was you know I started seeing all these uh, all these people that I started open mics with just skyrocketing past me, and I, I realized that like you know maybe hanging out and just being a shitty hipster you know and like going to these parties and stuff like that wasn't wasn't part of it you know just like you know being the lovable scumbag and kind of uh, just skipping through life and kind of you know not writing material really ended up being like the worst thing well the important thing is it's like the formula I mean I you know I talk about I, this is so much stuff that I wrote about in the Nerdist Way book that I hope comes through with sincerity but it is it is you know you, you make a, you figure out what you want, you figure out what you're good at, what you like to do, and you make a plan, and then you try to stick to it. And if your plan yeah. changes later, that's fine. But, you know, like every day that you can do something to sort of move closer to the thing that you want to do, the goal that yeah. you have, uh, is, is that much better. And it'll, you know, and, and it'll pay off. Sooner yeah. or later, it'll pay off. And when it does, you will be very excited and happy. Yeah, exactly. Because you, it's so much more rewarding when you get to build something yourself rather than like just shit just falls into your lap and you don't appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, because for me, like all the MTV stuff when I was a kid just fell into my lap and I did not appreciate it. And I had to fuck up so much. I had to fuck up my entire 20s before <laughs> I could appreciate like, oh, no, 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 no. You actually have to 
have a vision and work hard and, you know, like take daily steps to achieve stuff, you can't, you know, like it just, you can't just expect shit to fall in your lap. Yeah, exactly. And then like, I realized that thanks to you, like, you know, you talked me through like some of the, like kind of near the end where I started kind of petering out. Right before you killed yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right and then I regenerated right as this motivated asshole. Uh, back then I was just a sweet, lovable lush. Um, but like, you know, like also Neil Mahoney was really uh, there for me where he's like, hey, he's like, hey, you can't just party yourself into a career. No. <laughs> That is great advice. Yeah, yeah. You can't party yourself into a career. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, so things seem to be working out for you. Okay. Uh, hang in there, Allie. So hang in there, Allie. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just keep making the awesome work that you make. And many hugs to you. Okay. Jordan Phoenix writes, uh, Hey nerds, in the same vein as the guy who wanted to know which superpower you'd pick, I have a question for you. Uh, what would your Twilight episode be? Uh, not which is your favorite or which you'd like to live in. Rather, if Rod Serling produced an episode about you, what would be the ironic twist in your life? What personal flaw would the episode magnify or what wish would it fulfill only to bitterly twist that wish into a nightmare? What, I, think, I guess he's asking, like, what would the Faustian Claws be? Yeah. Uh, my twist? Uh, you can't write your own episode. The other hosts have to do it for you because people rarely see it as their own deepest flaws. Well, that's kind of... That, that can raise quite the arguments. Uh, that's kind of mean. That's a mean... I already had that's, like a, that's like a, a schoolyard uh, insult. You know what your Twilight Zone episode would be? Dude, don't even tell me what my Twilight Zone episode is. Your Twilight Zone episode would be that... And then I'm not going to finish it because that would be me. And then mine would be... Well, my twi- your Twilight Zone episode is you get all high and mighty with me about your twi- about what my Twilight Zone episode is and then um, then the Twilight Zone mouth comes out of the sky and just bites you in half here's mine I finally continue to lose weight and then I'm walking and I pass a manhole cover and die because I fall <laughs> had I been fat I would not have fallen no. in and died <laughs> yeah. yep that is very likely to happen <laughs> That is very likely to happen, Matt. So you Always should make the circumference sure, of just a little bit more. Make sure and pack on as much weight as possible because of any open yeah. manhole covers the kids yeah. keep dying from. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. That's when Matt finally scored his oh. manhole in one. Oh, I like that. Thanks. Matt having to get up again. God damn it, man. I feel so bad. Um, when are you going to be okay with this? I are you going to have to have back surgery? I might. What was, what was that joke you had? Back in a Twilight Zone joke way back in the day, where it was just like "Nice try, asshole." Yeah, the, the yeah. show, the show should be called "Nice Try, Asshole" because yeah. it, the, the whole episode is always about people getting all arrogant and trying to pull shit over in the universe. And the universe yeah. is like, you know, "Nice try, asshole." So, like at the end, Rod Serling would come out and be like, you know, uh, in the beginning, this man had a dream, but in the end, it was that dream that knitted his blanket of loneliness. Nice try, <laughs> asshole. And then he would just take a puff of a cigarette and, and walk off. That's awesome. Because that's, 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 every show is, I mean, what a yeah. groundbreaking show that was. So the good. Tower of Terror together. Um, Which has little to do with Twilight Zone to do with at all. But it is, it is fun, and the, the, the pathway to the ride is delightful. Let's do it. Let's do a tweet up at Disney. Let's see how many people we can get in the game. <laughs> Let's, we could do that someday. We could totally do that someday. Hard to hang out with a bunch of people at Disneyland, though. One you time, don't, I'm, you don't tell them when. You just go, and then you say. Oh, and then you find them. Yeah. Then you, and then they have to find you and tag you. Well, no, they tag no. you and twit pit. Then you say tweet up at Indiana Jones at this time, and then we're there. See, we yeah. don't do it. We don't not to pre. Hey, everybody! The line's only an hour and a half long. Uh, hey, okay. So Doug Welch uh, writes subject line: exterminate. Hey, I just recently watched the last season of Doctor Who because you guys rave about it so much. I've been a lifelong fanboy, but stayed away from Star Trek and Who because I always liked doing sex to girls and thought comics were bad enough, and I would have no chance of ever getting laid if all I did was talk about holodecks and Time Lords. Wrong! You can. Go to Comic-Con. 
Uh, now I'm in my 30s and married, so I have no chance of getting laid ever, so I decided, what the hell? The point is, I was watching the episode where the dialects show up and oh. noticed something cool. Is this a spoiler? Uh, no. Okay. Like every suburban kid who thought he was punk rock, I used to watch Sid and Nancy on a weekly basis, and there's a part where Johnny and Sid start streaming in unison, exterminate, exterminate. I always chalked it up to some British thing I didn't get. Turns out I was right. They were Im- imitating dialects. Now my wife calls me an A1 prime nerd for watching Doctor Who. I tell her I'm not a nerd. I'm punk as fuck, just like <laughs> Sid. Uh, that's great. Excellent, Doug Welch. Excellent. Uh, you can get laid. Uh, nerds do like to have sex, it turns out. Uh, you just need to go to the right... You, 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 know, you can't go to a shishi bar where people are sipping Cosmopolitans and be like, Exterminate! And then expect to be a pussy magnet. You need to go to our Meltdown yeah. shows. Yeah. You need to go to Gallifrey One. You need to go to Comic-Cons, WonderCon, C2E2, Emerald City. Like You need to... You need to go. You need to go where the nerds meet, yeah, greet, and mate. Exactly, but not you, because you're married with kids. Yes, yes, yes. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. Sawed off, unless uh, Sawed off. unless uh, unless you and your wife are menage a trois nerds, which is oh, a little there you go. Nerds. There you go. Go with them. Go to Ed's nerd speed dating. I like the number three. I like prime numbers. Sorry, babe. I like prime numbers. Prime numbers. Prime. Right. Um, so uh, the other thing is that uh, Doctor Who new series season series six premiering yes. April twenty third, nine p.m. twenty third. 9 p.m. BBC America. Got a lot of catching up to do. Very excited. Got a lot you, of catching you got, up. You got a month. You got a month and a half. Yeah, I know. Um, let's you see. Let's let's. Borrow the Blu-ray. Don't have a Blu-ray player. You don't have a Blu-ray player. What are you? A hundred years old. Yep, that's right. Everyone over a hundred does not have a Blu-ray player. That is technically an accurate data point. No, I use PS3. Well, then there you go. You can fucking play Blu-ray. All right. So. Let's go to uh, Nerdist.com slash Clements. It's a question. It's a Clement. It's a question. It's a comment. It's a Clement. Are we already it's arguing about what the theme song is we no, just made up? It's a question. It's a comment. It's a question. It's a comment. It's a Clement. It's a comment. It's a fucking. I'm trying to find the... Some, a, guy, a, guy, a guy wrote me an email... A guy wrote me an email that says that, or someone sent me a tweet that was like, "I beg of you to change the word Clements." Oh, really? Yeah, it, it, for some reason. Well, you don't like the fact that it's a question, but it's a comment. It's a comment. It's a question. It's a comment. It's a Clement, but it's a question, rather a comment. <laughs> a question and a comment. It's a Clement. Here, go, here we go. This is, this is from Zamir. Hey guys, I find that Noodle Stories <laughs> running thing really annoying. It's an inside joke that even when you're in on it, it's still not funny. <laughs> uh, I don't know what is the exact reason why I find it so annoying and why I'm even writing about it uh, to be annoyed at less than a minute of your show on a weekly basis. But I am. Honestly, I think since the joke started as a joke between a couple, it's only really funny in between those two. And even when you try to be inclusive, it just feels like you're doing it to be polite. That said, I don't really care if it keeps going on the podcast, and I doubt there's a parade of emails uh, complaining about this. Hey, and thanks for being part of this week's Noodle Stories. Noodle Stories. If you don't like a noodle story, just write it. There's no inside joke. It's just there's a place called Noodle Stories that I I think they sell clothes or like... Or like like dresses that are recycled into yeah. decoupage or yeah, something. And then Chris riffed on the idea that there's actually stories called noodle stories. It sounds like a new age hippie book yeah. that someone would sell where each page only has one sentence on it and they convince yeah. the yeah. publisher to send uh, to, yeah, to exactly. buy it. And I'm pretty sure we've only joked around about it twice. I know. This I being know. the third time. Well maybe he listened seven times to each episode. Exactly. That happens. <laughs> exactly. 
so, but I love the fact that he's. I mean, he wasn't. He's not being attacky. He's just being no. honest. Which no, listen, it's fine. This is a criticism email. I can get behind. He's ju- he's not saying like fuck you guys in the mouths, you cocksuckers. He's just saying, yeah, hey, I find this thing annoying, and I don't know Man, what it fuck is. Fuck you in your noodle story. <laughs> fuck your noodle stories. Who are you now? What? What was that voice? It was just a voice. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was Gaston. (laughs) (laughs) She just laughed your earbuds out of her head. His tweaked audio earbuds? His tweaked audio earbuds. No, no. (laughs) Doing characters will help socially lubricate any situation. Mm. Noodle stories. Who's that? Sorry, Zamir. We just did another noodle story. Mm, noodle I don't know. It's it's dumb. It's just the, the the phrase noodle stories in that voice, which sounds like it would be the voice of noodle stories, yeah. is uh, is is delightful to me. Yeah, but they never say noodles. They go noodle stories. <laughs> noodle stories. <laughs> noodle. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think that's pretty much. What? It. That's it. What? More Pretty questions? Sweet. Comments? Comments? That was it. What are we at? All right. We're at fifty. Oh, We're at fifty oh, right oh, now. I feel short. Let's give them an hour. Okay. All right. Uh, Get ready for the ten most boring <laughs> scrambly minutes of any <laughs> What do we need? Who's it? We'll Who's cut it? this part out. We'll uh, cut this part out. Um, okay, this is from Avery. I'm a 15 year old student from Calgary, Canada. I've always been uh, a fan. Uh, blah blah blah. Web soup. I just wanted to you guys to know the podcast gets me through my day. I go to a high school where most listen exclusively to either Kesha or country. Oh. Yeah, we're right. We're right outside the Kesha country bubble. Holy shit! If Kesha put out a country album, oh, that would be bad too. Uh, where most, <laughs> most people think that Jeff Dunham is either the king of modern comedy and where my, where my friends are. So listening to back episodes of Nerdist keeps me sane. Thanks guys so much for a true comedy nerd and aspiring comedian. Come to Calgary, enjoy your burrito. Although we do say in Canada, enjoy your poutine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, wow. So it sounds like you must be in high school. But you know what I gotta say? I love about this kid. How, how much? How much? How much of ourselves do we see in this? Where, you know, growing up a comedy nerd, you are usually in the minority in your school. Yeah. So, like for me, when other kids were, you know, like talking about sports or parties or whatever, and then I would show up and, and quote like old Emo Phillips bits. Yeah. I was not popular for doing that, and I'm sure you in Hawaii as a comedy nerd mm-hmm. probably experienced some of the, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it was the same thing. I mean, like I had my friends, my group of friends, though that uh, you know we would uh, we would talk about comedy and stuff like that, and we would sit around. My God, like this kid is so lucky that he is a high school kid in the internet age. Like, yeah. you know, I. You know, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm pretty. I'm more lucky than kids who grew up in the '50s. That at least I had television, and yeah. it, like there was some, there was at least a form of comedy being delivered to me that I could ex- that I could access easily. Yeah, no, I mean, even for me, it was the same. It was just it was just TV and movies. You know, it was just same exact thing. More to pull from. What did comedy nerds do in the dark ages? <laughs> did you check out? They got. Did you leprosy. check out that, the painting that Derek did on that wall, that cave wall? It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, man, I don't fucking get it. No, it's just kind of a... I'm going to hit you with a rock. All right, all right. Yeah, that's, that's what nerds... That's what happened to old nerds. But I love that Avery uh, is 15 years old and he's embracing his comedy nerd. And, uh, and, and you know, maybe we may come to Canada at some time. When I was 15, I would stay up and watch Letterman and Conan. Yeah. That's what I would do when I was 15. And then I would go talk about it at school and everyone was like, what? Yeah, I remember trying to I explain to my... sleeping. I remember trying to explain to my friends Mr. Show the first time I yes. saw it. I was like, and everything ran into each other like, like Monty Python, and then it was, huh? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, exactly. You know, no, you guys you know, like you know you know that British show you turn off when it comes on Comedy Central. 
You know what most high school kids don't understand? Harold and Maude references. <laughs> That's what I learned. Yeah. That's what I learned. Thankfully, I had chess club and Latin class. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Uh, this is from John. Uh, hey, guys. I want to love the show. You guys are great. Uh, quick story. I was at a friend's party the other day. met a pretty cool girl, but as a bit of a nerd, I'm not always so smooth while talking to ladies. I want to put boners in your holes. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> this time, though, instead of cowering in a corner and not talking to the pretty lady, I decided, fuck it, I'm going to enjoy my burrito. Which in this context sounds weirdly sexual, but it is not. Anyway, now this guy has a date tomorrow. Credit goes to the podcast. Yeah. Thank guys. In other news, a young woman was raped with a burrito outside <laughs> of this man's town. He etched a laser symbol into her chest. Oh, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> They're us. calling him the Nerdist Killer. No! <laughs> no, the worst present! <laughs> yeah. Uh... Also, when are you going to have Chris Hardwick, Rubik's Cube Master, on the podcast? Oh, oh live, come in. And Chris Hardwick it. on Chris Hardwick. Yeah, you know what sounds really cool? Uh, Rubik's Cube being solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a Chris Hardwick Rubik's Cube champion. Uh, and, and he has decent SEO, because if you Google Chris Hardwick, which of course I have, uh, he shows up. And I've, I've been trying to figure out how to bump that guy off the front of the front page. <laughs> well, uh, Wade Randolph, uh, new writer, uh, producer on Web Soup, uh, he's been trying really hard for a while to be the first Wade Randolph that comes up in Google Images. Yep. And it's been this, like, uh, like, uh, a motivational speaker guy that's like the first three images oh well he's not going to beat a motivational speaker ah he did oh! he did he kind of put it out there and he kept on telling everybody to search it and search it and then it became it became the number one pick good for and you Wade Randolph it's a picture of him in the shower <laughs> I hate I, I, I google image searched myself uh, a few months ago alright last week and uh, cause you know you, you kind of want to see like what images are out there of me yeah. and a bunch of them are drunk Chris Hardwick pictures and it fucking infuriates me that I can't pull those off like these fat greasy disgusting <laughs> pictures yeah. that show up like image search image search is just like a fucking a guidance counselor holding up shit in your face all the time like remember this remember when you did this <laughs> this is a thing yeah. remember, remember how you were like this and it's only gonna happen more and more for people it's yep. just gonna picture his fucking everything everything's, life is everything's being, recorded all life is being documented digitally god damn it I know I feel sorry for kids what are we gonna do with them hard enough like coming across an old VHS tape at your parents house putting it in so you just being irritating it's, as fuck it's, yeah it's been, like I google myself now and it actually comes up like a real when you google someone page like you get images and like my twitter feed that says live feed for Matt Myra and like it's yeah. like weird nice except Here, they don't have a Wikipedia page people get on that here's the last one yeah yeah make Matt a Wikipedia page and don't kill me anymore on my Wikipedia page and please stop telling everyone that I have a brother named Peter and that my mother is named Marge and that she's a, a high school teacher or something I don't, none of that's true what someone put, someone posted a wonderful Wikipedia page for me that was the most insane like you know that I used to Something about, like, I used to set giraffes on fire. It was one of those, like, oh, weird stream-of-consciousness like ones. Yeah, yeah. And the Wikipedia Nazis pulled it down. And I'm oh. like, you pulled down an awesome one in favor of this information that actually is, that also is not true? Like, I don't... My mom's name isn't Marge. But it looks less not true. Uh, that's true. That, that's the thing. That's the trick, is that the information is, seems just real enough. Yeah. Here's a tweet uh, from Reanimator. Uh, and that's... Uh, actually, it's Reanimator. R-H-I-A-N-A-M-A-T-O-R. <laughs> 
you mentioned on Nerd Clusters a podcast with Dave Foley, but I couldn't catch the name of what was the podcast. WTF with Mark Marin. One of the best podcasts out there. WTF Absolutely. with Mark Marin. So, so good. Actually, do yourself a favor and check out the um, uh, the Mike DiStefano episode. Uh, Mike DiStefano is an awesome comic from New York that just recently passed away. And uh, his episode of uh, Mark Maron's podcast is one of the like, most like uh, awesome, heartwarming episodes uh, you can listen to. It's a really, really good one. That's and great. It's, and you, it's, it's kind of it's a bummer, too, because you listen to it and you're like, fuck, what a fucking loss. Yeah. This guy was great. The guy was awesome. Uh, well, and Mark Maron's podcast is fucking killing it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy it's for Mark. Stuff. He fucking deserves it. The Dino Stamatopoulos episode is great. Is it too good? <laughs> yes. <Dino's> so fucking <laughs> for, all the, for all the reasons you... You would want Dio uh, Sabatopoulos, who is, of course, the uh, like the guy responsible for uh, a lot of the most progressive comedy in the past twenty years. He wrote on Ben Stiller's show, Dana Carvey's show. He was part of the first writing staff of the Conan O'Brien. He was on TV Funhouse. Uh, TV Funhouse. Moral Oral with uh, uh, Scott Edson. Moral Oral, Frankenhole, um, Mr. Show. You yeah, know, he's, just, he's done. He's, he's a done. face you may not know, but he you oh. know you know his words. No, you know you know his face now because he's Starburns in uh, Community. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Now you know who Dino Samatopoulos yeah. is. But he's responsible for some of the best fucking shows. He's one of those guys that's like, like <laughs> he's he's the real deal. Yeah, I love Dino. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have check to. out his episode. I think it just uh, it's th- like uh, this past Monday's episode. It was just. By the way, when I was in New York a couple days ago, I got a call at 10.40 uh, from Jeremy Levenbach. Was uh, the, that how late he called you? Ten, called me at 10.40. I was, I, in my, I was in my pajamas. I am so sorry then. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. 10.40 was fine. I was, I was, you know, I was... I doing, gave him your number. I was doing book stuff or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Jeremy calls me at 10.40 and he was like, hey, do you want to come do Whiplash at 11 p.m.? Now, Whiplash used to be the crash test spot yeah, at UCB which was, New York. Which was Aziz's and Paul's yeah, show. Yeah, Monday nights at 11. And uh, Whiplash is a legendary show now... And, and I was like, of course I'll come down. He was like, Aziz is doing it, Zach's doing it, and like all these great people doing it. And so, uh, so I, put, I put on clothes and went up to UCB New York and did Whiplash, and it was such a fucking blast, man. Yeah, it's a good show. If man. you're ever in New York, Monday night, 11 o'clock, Whiplash is a, a goddamn comedy goldmine. I don't know if it's free. Uh, you would have to go to yeah. ucbtheater.com and check it out. But yeah. thank you to Jeremy for uh, for pulling me on to the show and for and just for everyone who came to that because it was just a surprise. I had no idea I was going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then I, you know I went up and, and, and like jam packed, like, yeah, so jam packed with 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 comedy nerds. It was a yeah. it was a joy and a half. That's awesome. So that was fun. And then if you're in LA Friday. Uh, March 11th, I am uh, having a chat with Jimmy Fallon at the Paley Center of Media. So um, that's, that's what's iPad 2 day. That mm-hmm. iPad 2 comes out tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, it'll be today by the time. I mean, this, I'll probably put this up at midnight tonight. Midnight! Midnight! You'll be at work! Hooray! I mean, no, I mean, no, that's not what you do. God damn it. God damn it. Guys, we're doing a really bad job of keeping it secret. <laughs> I think we have in this past year. It's just been a really bad job at it. What are you talking about? You know why? Because I think I think on on a on a, on a certain level, we kind of hope that he doesn't yeah, work yeah. there anymore. So, <laughs> so, so he works at sh- shove him into the deep end. Um, that's all right. No, you work there as long as you feel like you need to. But you know, we'll we'll rally for you. I got some stuff brewing that you guys don't know about. I like stuff. Yeah, I got some stuff brewing that I can't talk about yet. Good. But if it works out, it'll be helpful for it's you. Oh, uh, uh, people have been uh, contacting me. They've been liking my music uh, recommendations. Oh, yeah. Who do you like this week? Um, and I don't mean who do you like this week. Like, this guy likes a different one every week. No, no, no. Um, um, as far as uh, 
new releases. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, BDIs, which is the uh, the new Oasis without uh, Noel. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I thought the old Oasis was the Oasis without Noel. Well, yeah. no, it was actually without Liam, so it's just Liam. Wait, I'm sorry. I think I'm no. It's no, just Liam. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Liam. Liam with the rest of the guys. So. Well, that's interesting. Now, how did Liam rally the guys? I would think Noel would rally the Am guys. I, maybe I'm just flipping them in my head. I think you might be flipping your head. Noel, Noel did their unplugged, and Liam was in the balcony. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's just like when you thought D.W. Griffin started Griffin. Yeah, that's right. And, and it was actually, yeah. I, I keep, I always... It was play. actually Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith, yeah. Who started Melanie Griffith Park. Yeah, anyway, sorry. BDIs. And uh, which, which, it, which, she started Melanie Griffith Park because it's got a bunch of Mexicans in it. Oh, oh Antonio shit. Banderas, take that. He's not even Mexican. This is racist for no reason. I apologize. <laughs> Please don't hate me. Uh, but uh, Bees on Bees. Uh, but BDI's it's uh it's it's better than any Oasis album that's come out in the past like ten years. Um, and also um, just be sure to check out this band that's like gonna be playing South by Southwest this year. I've been a big fan of theirs for a while. They're called Turf War. Uh, they're really, really awesome rock and roll. So uh, and they're, they 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 don't really have any albums out. You can go listen to their songs. Now, on did their they MySpace. name their band after the rap from Michael Jackson's Black, Black and White? It's a turf war on a global scale. Yes, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure so that's... It's not about races, just places, faces. Where your blood comes yeah. from is where your space is. I've seen the bright get duller. I'm not going to spend my life being a color. <laughs> uh, but you can go to check out their, their uh, MySpace. Is my, MySpace.com slash turf w war. Everybody's face changes in the video. It morphing, morphing. I imagine MySpace when it gets a hit, it's like when Al Gore sells that book on The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is where you can hear their music. They're they're awesome. They're gonna be a South by South. I love your music recommendations. I wish you would blog more music stuff on Nerdist. I mean, yeah, I, 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 have, I have I have Becca that, and Matthew are doing some not yeah. Matthew Matthew Grossing are doing some great um, music stuff. Yeah, right uh, when you um, asked me is when I started kind of like uh, fate, like just. I wasn't hearing a lot of new stuff that I like, and it was kind of hard to pick. But, but now you are. But now that I'm like a, a member of RDIO.com. RDIO. Yeah, uh, RDIO.com. Uh, that's it's just a great way to listen to new music and did listen to albums. Did you just like get a free membership for mentioning that? I didn't. Place. I'm hoping I can though. I'm really hoping <laughs> I can. I think I think it's a great fucking site. Yeah, you've been you've been blabbing about that site for a while now. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's just it's gotten me back into searching out new bands and listening to old old classics. I was listening to a little screeching weasel this morning. A little cause for alarm. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. All right, I'll, I'll, I, I think I have an account there. You do, you do have an account. <laughs> we're we're linked up as friends on. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I can tell that you haven't listened to anything for about a year. Yeah, no, I, I haven't. I'm yeah. sorry, but I, I will I will rectify that. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I've been stuck in Pandora Land lately. Now, see, Pandora's too random. Uh, uh, it's uh, a this this has the same uh, capacity as uh, Pandora. But uh, but like say you hear a song that you like you're like oh I want to listen to the rest of the album and you can do that you can what? listen to the rest of the album and you can it does the same thing where you can just it's like here's bands that inspire this band here's bands that are similar to this band here's bands that were inspired by this band oh, it's wow. a, it's a cool way to like search around music just kind of like the fun of like remember like MySpace music where you could just kind of hop and like see who's on everyone's top eight and just kind of go from band top to band. Eight. Yeah, I only ever went onto MySpace to hear about people's one-person shows and uh, bands trying to sell merch and uh, and just the latest uh, Ed Hardy tattoos. Like that's why I went on there. It's the best. Bling, I miss Blingy. Oh, I miss Blingy. <laughs> we should collectively buy MySpace. What do you think? Two thousand bucks? Probably. I got twenty bucks, man. We could do it. Let's just let's just take their infrastructure and build a nerd network. 
Um, all right. Well, I think that'll take us to the end of our uh, hostful podcast this yeah. week. So, uh, what are we going away with? You are you're going to South by. You're writing yes. a web soup. You seem pretty. You seem pretty well focused on getting stuff done. You, Matthew. Yes. More open mics if you can. I know you're working. Uh, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. And uh, just don't be snobby about open mics. The important thing is you have well, to get I up just, on stage as much as possible. It's not that I was snobby. I just wanted to see it. Horrible thing? No. No, no, no. At this point, it is horrible. Oh. Just. Guys, guys, you're both bad people. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Here's the thing. I know it. I just want my leg to get better so I don't, uh, I'm just a horrible person right now. No. Because you're you're, you're in a lot of pain? I'm like house when he was off the bike. Right. Is he back? He's not back on the bike right now. I'm not like him now, though, because he's dealing with the pain correctly. Right. You know, fifth season. Right, right, right. (laughs) Well, don't worry. Pretty soon, you'll be uh, you'll be inside Cuddy in no time. Yeah, that, that, that that's gonna be our metaphor for you. Is uh, she's is, so hot? I've is, seen Lisa Elstein? I've seen her. Yeah, she a is. Couple times. So we want to get you to the place where you're fucking Cuddy. Like yeah. that is that is that is the pinpoint for you when you've left a job that is crushing your soul and you're writing and pursuing stand up and you're making money doing it. That's gonna be when you're fucking Cuddy. Those are all good things. All right, may happen at some point. All right, guys. Um. Thanks. I. Thanks for. Um. You know. Of course. No I mean, thanks for. Are you gonna say listening? No. Oh, you think? Let's us? go. Let's go. All of them go to the other side of the room and scream it from there. You think the rest of the office is gonna freak out? Well, we don't have to scream it, but yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, poor Matthew. It's okay. It's okay. Walking is fine. Are we gonna do this? Alright. And don't echo off the mirror. Yeah. One, two, three. Enjoy your burrito. It'll sound neat. Yeah, people will scare you. I don't know that it'll sound that neat. You don't think so? I don't even know if that'll pick up. Well, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, it'll, it'll sound distant and weird. They know what we're saying. We always sound distant and weird. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.